Hey everyone, welcome to Be The Change. My name is Lily Mott, and today I'm going to be talking about how change comes when you do what you need to do. My guest this week is India Isabel, and she is an intersectional feminist and content creator who really cares about the work she's doing as an activist. I want to dive right into this conversation, so without further ado, let's get started with this episode featuring India Isabel. Hello, I'm India Isabel and I am an intersectional feminist and anti-racist activist, content creator, person that kind of just, I don't know, does things, cares about things. I never quite really know how to label myself necessarily in that remit. Um, But then I'm also a creative and a sociology student and person just trying to navigate this absolutely just I don't know overwhelming world so yes that is me (laughs) that is a great start and I am just I'm super interested in learning more about the work that you're doing so I would love to start at the beginning and have you tell me some about how you got started with this work what inspired you to learn more about these issues and get so involved so I grew up um, in Bath, which is a small city in England. It's majority white population and I am mixed race black. Um, and so just kind of naturally, I always felt this need to be outspoken and educate people on the subjects that I know about I think kind of being a challenger being an educator has always just come so naturally to me and it's not something that I would ever say that I chose to do it just felt like what I needed to do and in some cases just yeah like had to do kind of started to become a bit more involved in stuff during secondary school and kind of just local organizing with youth and stuff and um, you know working just with the local council on things and um, then it kind of I don't know I suppose really when everything kicked off in a big way for me when I started like doing like change making or whatever you want to call it properly was in the summer of 2020 when you kind of saw this resurgence of Black Lives Matter and you know I just felt this need to talk about it and talk about my experiences talk about what I knew because most of my friends were white most of the people that I followed and followed me were white and I was like I don't I don't know who else that they know is going to do anything and say anything that is going to be impactful and helpful so I just started speaking about it but it kind of it and I I didn't necessarily expect anyone to listen but it kind of became that a lot of people 
turned to me as sort of like, oh, okay, in India is saying something. We'll listen to India. Let's look at what India is doing. And then things kind of just grew from there and um, started to branch out. I've always been very interested in feminism and, you know, intersectional feminism although you know if your feminism isn't intersectional it's not really feminism but you know <laughs> but I kind of feel this need to specify it I think and I co-founded the speak up space with one of my best friends um Thebes and it's a listening and signposting space for survivors of sexual violence harassment anything that correlates and just I don't know from there I kind of like grew from strength to strength I was able to work with UN Women UK on their pilot scheme for safe spaces now so basically what we did was we took a team of volunteers to a festival and they were there to kind of be we called them our guardian angels they were there to just be on hand to make people feel safer um you know particularly women and marginalized genders as well you know to kind of be able to be active bystanders to have these people that they can come to that they can trust that are you know trained in how to deal with particular scenarios regarding gendered violence um and that's something that I'm so so proud of having been involved in um and I've also worked with a charity on you know helping deal with internal racism within the climate space and yeah all all sorts really I'm kind of I'm also in a period at the moment where I have put activism on the back burner a little bit I'm like taking this time to just just look after myself I think for the past two years it's just sort of been go 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 I, I feel the need to look out for other people I feel the need to work for other people and I think I'll always probably feel like that um I think I do really live my life and do the things that I do for other people but I think I'm just taking some time to try and find out what I can do for me as well and in a way I think that's like one of the best things that you can do in the climate that we live in because think enjoying yourself and being happy is one of the biggest resistances against racism against capitalism because it's not it's not what those things are built on they're not built on the joy of people like me so I, I don't know I mean uh, <laughs> I think I think people underestimate the power of um yeah joy and doing things for yourself as well but um still kind of doing things here and there within activist spaces um but hoping to kind of like get back onto it fully in you know perhaps a few months or so when I can kind of when I feel as though I've I'm at a place again where I have enough energy to give to others in the way that I like to so that's kind of that's where I'm that's where I'm at now I think those are great points and I'm so glad that you included that part at the end because it's so true that you have to help yourself before you can help others and I'm just, I'm glad that you're taking the time for yourself and so I would love to know as well, I'd love to know more about Speak Up Space. You mentioned a little bit about the path to get started with the organization but can you tell me more about that story and what you're working on through Speak Up Space? So 
we kind of we realized that there was this gap in between you know experiencing sexual violence or harassment or you know other things within that remit and then also just getting the help for it because you know experiencing something like that is it's not something you can even begin to explain really in terms of how you feel and it's not something that other people that haven't experienced it around you can understand unless it's happened to them and it's sort of I think the ideas that are promoted are like okay so it happens and you call the police and that's 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 just what you do or you don't call the police and you just kind of deal with it and you just live with that but we wanted to be able to just have a space where people can come to us and be like hey this this thing has happened to me and you know what I feel like I don't need any professional help for or anything but um I just want to tell someone about it because I don't I don't know that I'd feel comfortable telling my friends about it or my family about it and so it was a safe space to you know ask questions and talk about their experiences in as much detail or not much detail at all just whatever they wanted or to say hey this has happened to me I do want help but I god knows what kind of help I actually need and what I can access what's available for me and so then we would be able to signpost them to to that and it's just I think it was just about making life easier for survivors really that's that's what we wanted to do because I don't you know I think when something as horrible as that happens to you life can feel that it's at the hardest point that it's been at before and you just you need someone else to just take the reins a little bit but um but that's not to say that we're there to do everything for the survivor this is also about putting control back in the survivor's hands it's about what they want hence why it's so open in terms of kind of what we're offering you know we're not you know we're not a crisis line and we're not you know professional therapists we're just there to be a helping hand for what people want and what they need and we also want to educate because we really think that you know the thing that really lays the foundation part of the foundation for things like this happening is ignorance is a lack of education is a lack of understanding around things and you know people particularly men I don't think have an education on nuanced consent um what sexual violence is really about it's not about sex it's about a need for dominance but then also you have all of these other things within sex that just kind of are not communicated about even down to you know sexual health we have open communication about sexual health which can feel so incredibly personal but it's normal you know everyone has sexual health and you know when we open gateways of communication and education I really think that we actually can start moving forward and hopefully begin to prevent things from happening rather than just dealing with them in the aftermath 
I love that. And I think the idea of making it easier for people to reach out and talk with someone is so important. You're encouraging people who have had these difficult experiences to take advantage of the resources that are within their means and that they feel comfortable with, which is just, it's so important. So I would also love to know when you're talking about taking care of yourself and prioritizing your own time and well-being, Can you tell me more about how you do that for yourself? Do you have any forms of self-care that you really enjoy? Or do you have any tips for people who may be trying to let themselves rest a little more? Well, um, (laughs) I think I've also been, you know, trying to actually figure out what I enjoy and what I find helpful. And yeah, because I think for a long time, I, I honestly wasn't, I wasn't sure on what really it was that brought me joy but I've kind of realized and the thing that I kept circling back to was film I love films so much um and so I'm kind of at at this point now where I'm you know probably going to the cinema every week every other week um because I just love to kind of have some time where I can just like invest my mind into something else something that is just you know even if it's set in our world it's still not my world I can you know put my my mind on something else Um, and I found that really helpful and I've always wanted to make films as well so started writing and you know planning and all of that stuff so it's kind of just been able to like put my energy into something that I'm passionate about and that I enjoy and not because I'm like oh I'm definitely going to make money out of this thing just because I like it and I think that's something that's really important for people is you don't need to make money off of your passions you know and I understand that we're in this time where it's like you know you have we all have jobs that like take up so much of our time and it can be it can almost seem like it's not worthwhile if it's not making us money because, you know, the economy is just in a disastrous state. But I really want people to know that you don't have to make money off the things that you enjoy. You can just do them because you enjoy them. And I think if anything, it's more important to do them because you enjoy them because, I mean, half the time when money gets involved, most people stop enjoying that thing. Um just do it because you like it do it because you know you have a spare half an hour and you know you want to get involved in something but also just I don't know it's it's little things like going for walks by myself or you know listening to music and podcasts and things and writing about how my day was and yeah I I don't know I I think it's finding out what's good for you and what's helpful for you can be actually a, a, a weird process I think especially when um yeah you've spent a long time focusing on other people and what other people do but I'm 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 getting there you know I think I'm like yeah going to a good place with it all so yeah but just that that would be my big thing find find your thing that you like but don't feel the need to monetize it you know even if it's something that is often monetized like I don't know art and crocheting clothes or something do it because you like it and yeah 
I think that's great advice and it's so important, especially in the age of the side hustle after the pandemic where everyone's trying to make a little more money. I think it's so important to not do something just because it makes money because as soon as you start doing that, it puts more pressure and more stress on it and then it's not as fun. So I think that's great advice. I have one more question for you. Lots of young people want to create change and they want to make a difference, but they may not know how to get started. Do you have any advice for those people who may be listening? So advice for people that want to get into activism is something that I I get asked it a lot and I even after all of this time I still don't really have a proper answer but what I will say is that if you are really passionate about something and you really care about something and you're in it for all of the right reasons you will be able to find a way. You can't be thinking about how am I going to do this on a large scale? How am I, you know, immediately going to get this this law change in? How am I going to make my way into parliament and, you know, talk to all of the politicians? Or, you know, how am I going to stop this thing from happening? It's okay to start small, not all change is you know happening on a huge scale change is happening within our personal relationships change is happening within our schools the first ever I feel like real piece of change making I did was within school and it you know only affected people that went to my school but it's now a thing that is changed in that school and is going to affect all of the next generations that go to that school and so even at the time to me I was like "Mm, this is very small actually no it's it's actually affecting a lot of different people you know it it's about making change in in your office your workplace but honestly just just do it for the right reasons talk to your friends about things join a small organization and don't don't ever feel like you need to start your own original new thing I think that almost feels like this pressure that you have to be like the newest best most exciting thing but actually there are so many organizations that want your help and need your help and also don't think like I have to be the best person at public speaking I have to you know I think also there is a lot of accessibility issues when it comes to protests and stuff you know you don't have to be out there on the streets if you can you can make a spreadsheet you are wanted and you are needed um if if you're really good at making phone calls you know you have a great phone voice and you know exactly what you want to say on the phone you're wanted and you're needed if you I don't know like it's it's all of these small things as well that contribute into you know making all of these um activist change making and charity groups work um and there's so much that goes into organizing a protest and stuff before you've even got the people out on the streets so i would say don't be intimidated be passionate and just find your own way because there's no one size fits all journey into activism and change making all of that stuff it's it's all about the individual so don't don't expect it to go one particular way because it's probably one of the most uncertain things I've ever done in my life (laughs) 
I really enjoyed this conversation with India, and I want to highlight a piece of advice that really stuck with me. India talked about doing what you need to do, and I think that phrase sums up so much of the advice that she shared throughout this episode. She talked about doing what you need to do because you feel passionate about an issue and want to make change. She talked about doing what you need to do for yourself and making sure that you are healthy, happy, and doing well. She also talked about doing what you need to do to support a movement, whether that be leading a protest, making spreadsheets, making phone calls, or really any other role. India's path to activism has been very organic, and her story is a great example of how change comes when you do what you need to do. Thank you so much for listening to this episode, and you can find India on Instagram at IndiaIsabel to get connected with her. If you want to talk about anything I mentioned, please reach out to me by email at lily at bethechangepodcast.org or on Instagram at bethechangepodcast. Tune in for my next episode, but until then, be the change you wish to see in the world. Bye, guys.